Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. Save the Earth, it's the only planet with beer. My name is Thomas and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you? And I hope you're not drinking a beer right now because it's the morning. But what are you drinking? Yeah, it's super early and uh, I, I had a very late night with drinking at a bar. So I'm I'm recovering with a, uh, a smoothie. LA, were you out? Uh, well, okay, so I, I was out. And got home maybe about midnight, but then I, of course, had to stay up till 2.30 a.m. and just putzing around on the computer. Dig around and look at your stats? Yeah. I, I emailed some listeners. Like, I, I don't even know what was going on. <laughs> oh, my God. My emails are just insane right now. I've just been watching them steadily climbing. They're like 71 reader questions right now. And I'm like, oh, my God. Doesn't it give you, like, anxiety? <laughs> yes, it does. So I have like all my to-do list, 20 minute like timed email sprint today. Um, it's tough though. I, I was listening to, to Pat Flynn's podcast and they were like talking about autoresponders and, you know, asking for like questions and stuff. And I get a lot of really good questions mm-hmm. and ideas from readers. And also when people respond, it's less likely that emails will go to the spam in the future and all that. So it's like smart, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> So it's I saw a balancing he, act. I saw you had an episode. It was like, um, you know, I have 9,000 unread emails and this is how I handled it. And I have like a hundred. Oh, Pat? Yeah, he had an episode out. I didn't listen to it, but I'm like, I have to listen to this. Because... True, but his solution was hiring somebody to deal with his email. Not so, I mean, something that I haven't do you, considered. <laughs> do you want to do that? <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like, Not yeah. yet. No, it's too soon. My my solution. I'm sure that if if uh, Zach Sexton is is listening to this, he's probably screaming at me to no one in particular right now. Uh, is to get like scripts written out in my Alfred keyboard like shortcut snippet thing, or uh, what's the, what's the main one that people use? Text expander. That one, yeah, text expander. And I'm like, uh, should I say something? Should I just uh, you know silently nod and agree? Because well, could- that that has saved my life. Yeah, and Alfred's Power Pack has a very similar feature where you can define like snippets of text and and bind them to keyboard shortcuts. Like I've just been really lazy about. I don't know. I I guess like a lot of students ask similar but different questions. Mm. Like I'm having problems in this area, but with this specific thing. So I'm like, when it comes to writing, you know, boilerplate answers, it's kind of difficult to. I don't know. I feel like I'm not covering their situation. No, no, I, I feel you, and I get that a lot because people will email me, and it's like they have an IRA question, but it's like they're giving me numbers and this and mm-hmm. that. So it's like specific, and those I yeah. haven't cracked yet, but like I get so many like blah, 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 my story, something, whatever. How do I get started investing is like the gist <laughs> of it. <laughs> that's, you know? Yeah, that's what it is. They don't actually want to know number shit, but, but anyways, we, we digress. We do digress. We should probably talk about money. So let's uh, get this intro finished up. Uh, let's see here. What do we do? Catchphrases? That's right. Catchphrases. Mm. <laughs> so the, today's catchphrase was save the earth. It's the only planet with beer. You know what? Can you prove that? Because got, yeah. you know, my, my hopes for colonization of other planets are, are plummeting if I you know, don't have the opportunity to brew beer on said new planet. So I'm just going to uh, assume. Who knows? Two times gravity may be, of... maybe the Ooh. thing. Yeah. Two times the gravity, two times the ABV. <laughs> <laughs> there, I don't know why. There's no correlation there. Anyway, that's from at Andy's Cool Mom on Twitter. And if you want to send us uh, your own catchphrases, you can send them over to us on Twitter at Money Matters Man is where we'd like to see them. Use the hashtag catchphrase and we'll read them on the show. Um, you can also email them in if you would like to. 
but for them on Twitter. So that's our intro. And what are we talking about today, Andrew? Remind we, me. We are doing part two of the This Financial Life with, um, what, what is it? Uh, Thomas uh, Frank, uh, yeah. Uh, is this the episode where you yell at me? This this is this is the second half where uh, I berate uh, you. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> where we end up? Where we leave off last time? So last time we learned that um, you're 23, that you graduated college recently, that you make quite a lot of money for a 23 year old, um, that you have I think a, a net worth of 30k, um, 11k or so in Vanguard. And um, we started to talk about the fund of your choice, which was um, the Vanguard Star Fund. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got a good memory, man. I know, right? I didn't even remember all this stuff. Only because it was like a, a week or so ago. Actually, no, it was, was kind of longer. Okay, I think I got paid since that episode that we recorded. Or at least we got, I got paid since we recorded it, so now I'm worth 35. Ooh. So, so... Does that mean you can yell at me a little bit less? <laughs> so I'll probably no, end up spending no. some of that. Well, I paid my credit card, mm. um, and so that's that is post credit card payment. But I still need to get with my accountant and figure out how much extra in taxes I will owe. Uh, I did pay quarterlies this year, but I'm not sure if it'll cover. So, so I think that's one of the things that we didn't specifically say, and maybe. Um, temper is how much you make because every, I'm sure people heard the numbers of what you earn. They're like, "Oh my fucking god, this guy!" You know, but you, that's pre-tax, yeah. so like you haven't actually paid any business taxes at that point. Yeah, that's true. So it, you know, if you're making as much as I do as an employee, then you pay twenty-five, thirty percent, maybe. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what the tax bracket is. Um, I, you know, I could just look it up. Tax brackets, twenty fourteen. Google. Thanks, Internet. All right. Well, you know, Forbes is annoying because they always have this thought of the day thing. I know. It's for ads. And shit. Um, okay. So for 2014, I don't know where the 2015 and one is. Let's see here. Single taxpayer between 36 and 89 is 25%. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you'd fall in 25% if you were making what I make, which is 69-ish. Mm. Um, but then when you're self-employed, that, there is also a roughly... 15% self-employment tax you tack on to that. So I pay about 40% of my income in taxes. What? Which is, or maybe not 40%. There, there is a sizable self-employment tax that I have to pay on top of my income. I'll tax. have to be honest. Now I'm concerned we're recording in the wrong order because literally <laughs> after we finish this episode, we will be doing small business taxes with Johnny. <laughs> so well, okay, we'll just mention that I got to pay a lot of taxes. We'll talk about it a little bit more with Johnny later. So that'll be out. And, and you know yes. you know what we're going to do? We'll release them. So small business taxes will come <laughs> first. So everyone will know how wrong we were when they listen to this. Oh, there we go. Well, all I want to do... Because 40% sounds like a lot, dude. All I want to do is just try to keep you from braiding me too much because I know I spend a lot. Okay, it's 33%, it looks like, from what I made, maybe. Oh, no, 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 it's not. I'm doing the math wrong because of that simple IRA. Any, anyways, like I mean, we're splitting hairs here because, like, uh, for me, when I add in uh, federal and state, I'm at like roughly 35 percent. Okay. So, so say you're at like 32 percent, right? You made five thousand this month, and actually, uh, you know, I think I was right with the 40. You're you're right with the 40, really? I think so because of what I had to put in, like what I put into the simple. That's mm. pre-taxed, like it doesn't get taxed yet. Mm. Um, so 
the AGI, that's what Johnny said it was, right? right. AGI would have been like in the mid 50s. All right. So, so if I paid like, you know, 23 in tax, it's like roughly 40%. All right, so that means out of the 5K, you'd keep 3K. So that, that becomes a much more grounded number. Yes. But it is still still quite a lot for your age, and considering you're, you're self-employed, that's fucking awesome. But, but anyways, right. I want to jump first um, into like your expenses. Okay. <laughs> so how much, I, I know... It, Please, no. <laughs> how much do you pay in rent? Um, you're going to hate me for this. Mm. Is it more I than pay, $500? No, I pay... Three hundred and twenty dollars for rent. Wow, you're such an asshole. And it would be three hundred, but I pay for a covered parking spot. So, look at you yes, splurging those twenty five dollars. My well, my mortgage, which is I could okay, so my mortgage is fourteen fifty, but my place would rent for like twenty two twenty three. So, and I am, and you're I'm, not even in New York proper. No, no, I mean, I could see it on a good day from here, but uh, I only have 700 square feet. How many, how much, uh, how many square feet? Um, We have a lot, but I share it with three other people. Mm. So, so not 700, just like a lot. You're making me look things up. (laughs) Uh, Because they used to have the floor plans online. Maybe they still do. Uh, it's, Anyways, you're, it's you're, a good, you're it's in a good Iowa, up. so you probably have like 2,000 square feet or something ridiculous. Oh, it's 1,300 hmm. square feet. All right. So it's, you know, it's pretty sizable, mm. but, you know, I share it. So I don't know. It, it might end up being similar to what you have because you have two less people mm. in your apartment. So you have a really low um, rent. So how much do you spend on, say, like food? A lot. <laughs> I don't know how much I spend on it. <laughs> so you, um, season one, you guys did an episode on like, what's your number? It was like, what's your lowest number? Um, I don't remember what episode it was, but I left a comment down on that post. And I think I came up with like in the mid 700s for what my literal lowest number could be if I cut everything extraneous. And I end up spending a lot more than that every month. I, I was gonna say, like, I, I think um, I can get mine to two, and I'm, I'm pretty 2000? sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could still, like, just bare minimum, like, to the bone, I could take it to like two, because I mean, the rent or yeah. mortgage is a lot. But so what is what my, is your real? Because yeah, I want to know how much at, you're actually saving a month. Well, well let's look at trends here. Uh, Mint says I've spent eighteen hundred this month, though. To be fair, it's the fourteenth. About 500 this. of that was for the new mic and mixing board that mm. you're listening to right now. Oh, okay. So maybe 1300 um, Looking at my transactions, I, I, I can see that I spend a lot eating out. Or I, I kind of have a bad habit of when I go to the grocery store. I just kind of pick what I want off the shelf and don't look at the price. Mm. Just kind of shove it into my basket and go. <laughs> but my worst habit is I'll go to the coffee shop. It's like a block away from me. and You'll get your burrito. I get... No, that one's that's the cheaper coffee shop. That one's a little bit of a drive. The one next to me, I get like a sandwich and a coffee or like a like a mocha, and it's like I tip them well because I work there basically mm. a lot of the time, so I kind of want to support them. And it's like thirteen bucks, you know, every time I go. And it's a lot. It, when it got when it was bad, it was like you know two three times a week because I'm just like I don't want to be in my house 
and I've been trying to like analyze the habit and like figure out what the reward is because I'm like the food's you know the food's good but mm-hmm. I can cook that food. I think the reward is just getting out of my house. I think that's and, it. I need that too. Just yeah. And the problem is it's so freaking cold here that like to to go anywhere in my car requires me to warm my car up for like 20 minutes and then drive there. And I guess by the I way, could I read an article Steve, that but... warming up your car doesn't do anything. It's not a thing. You well, know how it's like yeah. kind of sluggish. Like yeah, I so, do that. you know, I guess you could if you. It's not. It won't break your car type thing. I guess it's not like yeah. Bad. In high school, my mom was always like, "You need to warm your car for 15 minutes," and I'm like, "No, we don't, mom. It works when I turn it on." Um, like, but I guess there's warming, like this resistance mom. to getting into the car when it's like negative eight and just sitting in there waiting for it to warm up while I drive somewhere. <laughs> so. I tend to walk over to the, the closed coffee shop. And then we like go out to eat a lot and I end up paying for Anna sometimes or like we get drinks and stuff. Let's see here. Sometimes they pay for video games. So how much but it's do you looking think like you... a lot of like cafe, cafe, Starbucks, lunch. <laughs> how much do you think you're gonna you save a month? Um historically I save automatically five hundred dollars a month to my Vanguard. Mm-hmm. And then Last year I saved six thousand to the simple. So last year I saved a thousand a month, on average. Oh, so that's awesome. You're not gonna yell at me? No, no, that's great. <laughs> you know, um, you could definitely do better. But hey, you work really hard. You're still super young, and dude, if you would just if you just keep that up, like you'll you'll be good. Okay, so let me tell you about my goal, mm. which I I know I need to cut my spending or increase my income or both to achieve it. But on my possible list at the bottom in the life goals, uh, I want to figure out how exactly I worded this. A very like Mr. Money Mustache-ish goal. Mm. I want to retire, uh, you know, de facto retire like he did. Not just like laser on a beach or anything, but just kind of not be dependent on a job for living expenses. Isn't that how you are now, though? I mean... No, so like I wake up in the morning mm. and I need to work in order to pay for rent and everything like if i stopped working the systems i have in place would not support me if mr money mustache just decided to become a lazy pile and play nintendo all day tomorrow the amount of money in his investments would pay for him and his family to live mm. like based on interest alone that's what i want so i never want to stop working i always want to I, I get all of my like passion and and happiness from creating things so i never want to stop but i want to have enough money and savings that it could pay for my living on interest alone hmm. By age 40. So the specific number goal is to save $900,000 in 2014 dollars. So adjust for inflation to wherever, whenever I'm 40. Uh, and then live off of less than 4% of that, which is $36,000 a year from the interest. And so that, that's very like in the, his style where his, you know, his house is paid off and he has like, what is, I think he had $25,000 a year expenses for his yeah, whole family. Yeah, and that, that's how he calculated that he would need 500000 to... Yeah, so I, I figured nine hundred thousand, and we might spend a little bit more because I'm not that frugal, and I might still be renting an apartment. I don't think I'll have a you know have a house bought by then, but by forty, I would like to do that. And to do that, uh, Anna and I need to save twenty five k per year, based on five percent interest increasing. So very very conservative. But on those numbers, that means I only saved half of what I needed to last year. Mm. So this year, I need to step it up. And um, I, I haven't done the math, but uh, is, does that like mo- like that's including no investment growth? That's just like raw savings. No, I mean that can't be. Um, twenty five a year. You're twenty three, so 40, 20 years. No, it's twenty five a year. 
until I'm 40, and based on oh, 5% that would give you five hundred thousand. Yeah, that would give me nine hundred thousand. Oh, with right, right, with interest. With the right. interest, yeah. yeah. So you only need to save twenty five thousand dollars a year with a five percent growth to hit nine hundred k of hmm. uh, money in today's dollars. So time value calculations will go into it, but the upshot is by age forty, based on that saving schedule, we would have enough to live off of thirty six k per year forever. You know, it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> I I have goals. For, for my wealth, you know, and where I want to be and, and stuff like that. And I, I also like arbitrary things like, you know, I wanted to have uh, like 200,000 by the time I was 25, mm. you know, but I didn't do like so much math to prove that I could like do it or see what was feasible. I kind of just like set some arbitrary number. And okay. I'm thinking, um, you know, I want to I actually do the same thing. I want to plot out my retirement and see really, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I guess I want to be able to say, let's go do something crazy. You know, let's start a band or something. I don't know. But when when you don't have to worry about working for your living, you know, you can you have so much more freedom. And I, you know, I have a taste of that now because I kind of have systems that make money. As long as I keep the business active, I can do. I can re- like experiment with different things. But like that's, the way... that's the one part I disagree with you where you say that <clears throat> you wouldn't be able to step away now. I um, inadvertently stepped away. You know, Listen, Money Matters had like a little bit of a break. And um, it, it provi- and I saw the data. It provided a lot of clarity. I think that you would um, continue to earn at close to your levels now. I think like you have this like um, momentum with your business. I'm not, not encouraging you to like not keep going. Yeah. You're, you're 23, but I, I think um, maybe your fears are a bit overblown in that, that area. Yeah. I don't think everything would crash. And I think my income would probably stay pretty stable. Uh, the, one of the big things is like, if you just leave YouTube for a while, the algorithms will kind of punch you in the dick. Yeah. And you, <laughs> so, like I'm finally seeing my videos show up on the homepage in the recommended section. And really? I'm like, yeah, which is awesome. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, the algorithms really favor uh, regular content. So kind of have to keep going. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So that's that's my goal. And, yeah, I do realize that I can stay away. And I'm kind of planning like sabbatical type things where I can say, hey, I'm going to plan a break. Maybe there's like a guest post or something scheduled or I like do a video from my phone. But I don't know. I, it's hard for me to say I'm just going to do nothing for a while very tough right right and, and i think you'd be bored like you know when i see retirement i i would probably die within years if i just had nothing to do but if i had like some task that like i wanted to accomplish and i'm, yes. I'm driven dude like i may live to be 200 because i like haven't achieved all the things i need to <laughs> you know yeah yeah i mean if i could retire in that way then i would just you know sky's the limit with just crazy things that don't need to make money like let's go travel around the country and make a documentary or let's like <laughs> I don't know, learn how to engineer stuff. I had, I don't know, go get a statistics degree or something. I don't know. Just like things that are interesting to me that don't necessarily need to profit financially. All right, dude. I want to I jump into your investment okay. piece. Yeah, because um, I think I need to fix this. <laughs> so um, I just did some, some really simple comparisons uh, before right. we got on. 
uh, like the the default Vanguard fund is um, the Vanguard Total Stock Market Fund, which is like super. And is that just the index, like straight up SP five hundred? Yeah, thing? it's base. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, and I don't mean like default, like when you just sign for Vanguard, you get that, but just you know, it's it's pretty much their their base one. It was their it's their flagship fund. Yeah. It's okay. the one with super low fees. Where with a ten thousand dollar minimum investment, you'll have an expense uh, of point or a fee of point five percent, point zero five. Point zero five, which yeah, is so, amazing. Which is basically like the. I would love for someone to find something lower that exists. I think that's probably like the lowest that exists. Yeah. Period. So super low, and if you look at like the five year, um, you're at the past five years. So you'd have an average annual return of fifteen point seven percent. For the total market? Total market. So that's like pretty ridiculous. Which is better than what I've gotten, which is just 9.5, it looks like, since the beginning of when I started. Which apparently was January 1st, 2011. Did I seriously start January 1st? Oh, really? Or I don't know. Maybe that's just the number, the date it's showing me. I mean, it's hard to compare like exact start date to exact start date uh, with stuff like mutual funds. But if you looked at the five-year, you know... For um, the total stock market fund versus the star fund, we're talking about uh, more than five percent extra right. on average per year. So, like you calculated out your retirement, if you just got five percent a year, and like literally that is like the extra amount you would you would have gotten if you okay. were in the total stock market fund over um, yours. And I think the the other thing with yours is the expense ratio is. 0.34 percent so not bad you know it's but still more. really low like and and i know that we talk about these like numbers it, it kind of well 34 is a lot bigger than five but it's really fucking low still yeah. but i mean um, it's, it's it's like because i mean betterment's uh base one is 0.35 right yeah so you know it's it's right around there which is still really nice and low but if i could have 0.05 you know and better return i think the better return is much more lucrative or i guess uh enticing right now so because i'm realizing like what you told me yesterday is like you're kind of in a 45 year old guy fund like it's 40 (laughs) percent bonds and you're 23 and i'm like oh yeah i didn't even think about that i just kind of picked the the fund that i had enough money to invest in which back in 2011 was the star was the only one i could find and now that it's got 11k in it i can probably afford to move it to basically any fund that i want and and yeah, you would get the lowest fee rate because you'd meet the ten thousand minimum. And I think uh, you know seven percent is conservative. And you know if you looked at say your star fund over ten years, it's six point eight. So it's like right there mm. near seven. You know the right. conservative expectation. But um, Vanguard's total stock market is eight percent. So yeah, over ten years, and that's including the the bust and blah blah blah. Which over, you know, like 50 years could be a new car or something. I have no idea. Yeah. A lot. Uh, so two questions for you. Mm. <clears throat> so based on like, I guess, what you would do in this situation, you know, I've got like 11K. I'm, I'm investing at least $500 a month. Probably could start doing more. Uh, we talked about like the REITs yesterday. Mm. Would you say like move it all into total stock market right now or maybe do like a percentage into that and a percentage into like a REIT or maybe another fund? I guess, like, if you were my age right now and you were, like, deciding what to do, what would be your... So, decision? so if I was you, 
or, or, or let me put it to you like this. If I was, <laughs> if I was me, this is what I would do because I, I kind of get a little nervous. Like when I, I'm telling people what to do with their money, you right? Know, yeah. I, I would, I want people to do their research, and, but I'll, okay. So yeah, just, just to preface this, whatever if, you tell me, if I'll I was your age now, after yeah. you tell me that. All right. So if I was your age now, knowing what I know, um, I would, uh, I would maybe be like, Fifty percent in the total stock market fund. I okay. tend even even now I'm thirty. Um, you know, not like it's like that much older than you, but I have a risk profile like I'm your age. I, I it's done very well for me. Um, I'm diversified, and so I would probably be something like forty to fifty percent total stock market. I'd definitely be at least ten percent REIT, if not more. I'd probably be uh, at, at most or about ten percent. Um, emerging markets because uh okay. it's, a, it's a little slow now but i bet you in a year to two years it's gonna really ramp up and so i actually have um a portion of my simple ira in emerging markets so cool so uh i have let's see here i've got 1600 ish dollars in my emerging markets which is the virtus emerging markets fund I think. Mm. Yeah. So that's, um, and it's down today, but whatever. That money doesn't matter until I'm 60. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only yeah. other thing I would say, um, and it, the, I think this is like the where you would draw the line between someone who wants to just be passive and kind of throw their money there and whatever, and someone who is just kind of, kind of just wants like more and maybe wants to play a little bit. Um, yeah. I, that's me. I, I want to play. I, I feel like, um, I will do the research, so I like to find like gems in the rough. You know, like right. I bought this apartment; it was a shithole when I bought it, uh, but it was like the yeah. bottom of the bottom of the market, and I had money ready. You know, and so then I went in, and we didn't got a new kitchen, blah blah blah, and we made we've already uh, made a lot of money on like the the value of it. But um, what I use Betterment for personally is I throw my money that I save every month in there and then I lump sum into opportunities like when the Tesla fires are happening I I have money ready like ready that I could pull on like very quickly okay um so I don't know if any of that interests you but uh yeah I I guess I'm more like you mm. I don't know maybe I'm in the middle I would like to find a place you know I would like to find uh kind of the gems a little bit mm. but I don't want to screw around with it too much yeah, like I, so I don't. If I buy could get them. like a nice, you know, distribution of my funds, maybe review it once a year, that would be cool for me. Totally. And it, you know what? I might change because now I'm hosting a money podcast. I might become a super <laughs> geek about this. <laughs> so here's a question: Is it the mm. Vanguard? Because I'm looking at the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund Investor Shares, and that says point seventeen. Yeah. So do you have to um, do the ETF or something. Well, so so the ETF is the the same uh, fee oh, ratio the, as the Admiral shares. Admiral shares uh, shares is just the mutual fund version, but that one's 0. 0.05. Okay, so is that what you would say to do with the Admiral shares? Yeah, I mean, or what you could do um, is you could uh, say go into the ETF, right? Because you won't have 10k if you're splitting it up. Go okay. into the ETF, get the lower fee. You won't be able to dollar cost average into it because it will be an ETF. Wait, so explain that to me. 
So dollar cost averaging is where I where I invest a bit every month instead of doing all lump sum, right? Right. So what why I, can't I do that with an ETF? Uh, it, it, you just can't. Um, so it, the, can't, the way like, that it works is just. Um, I mean, maybe there there will be a brokerage that will do it. I, I know that Vanguard will not do that for you. So what is that? So like I can't invest a little bit of money every month into an ETF. You know how you have it automated right now. Right. Where, yeah, so it wouldn't be able to be automated. No reason that you can't do it, but every month it would be a manual process. Like you oh. would automate the transfer into your Vanguard account and then have to buy it. So do you know what is like? What's the reason for that? Do you know? Uh, I I don't know if the technical reason. I just know that with Vanguard, that is a difference between their Admiral or Investor class mutual okay. funds. You, you know, so so instead of, do the the Vanguard Total Stock Admiral shares. That's well, a mutual fund, right? So, so yeah, that would force you to put all of your money basically into one. But right. see, this is like kind of why, and this is what I leverage Betterment for, is because I can auto my money into Betterment, and it's usually like five hundred thousand dollars, and they'll take it and they'll invest it immediately, and then I just build up this amount. Mm-hmm. And then I may be like, okay, now I'm going to go into this Vanguard fund because I researched it and I like it and I'm ready to go in. Um, like okay. Lending Club, uh, they had an IPO, I don't know, like a month or two ago. And because I invest in their loans, they gave me the option to inc- to uh, jump in pre-IPO at uh, like $12 a share. And um, okay. I, I really wanted to do it. And I actually transferred the money from Betterman over. It was ready to go. I mucked up the deadlines because I'm an idiot. Um, and, and it launched at like 24 sort of like doubled my money. Right. But having like it in you know like i i wouldn't pull out of my vanguard reit because that that's my vanguard reit i put it there it's going to like stay there forever right i i guess maybe that's just how i view it mm-hmm. okay so yeah i guess i have some research to do if i wanted to go into the admiral i basically need to dump everything into it because it's a ten thousand dollar minimum mm. so uh it's something to look into which you know i could just put it in there and then once it grows a bit like start moving some into a read or something like that uh the other question is i already have my money in the vanguard fund would you still say that it would be better to dollar cost average it from one to the other just like move like a thousand a month or just go like balls in all 10k over well i guess i have to do all 10k over now that i'm thinking about it you could you could start with an investor share you know and move like well i think it's oh, okay. like 1k or 3k and i think um, i think you just move it all over so the investor, uh, the only really difference in the investor shares is it's a little bit more expensive uh, expense ratio, I think. Right. Okay. And and I think you're fine because uh, what you're in right now, the composition is not so different than the total stock market fund. So if you moved it all over today, it's not like you're going from U.S. stock market all of your money into like U.S. residential market. You know, it's 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 almost oh. apples to apples. But I thought mine was like forty percent bonds, so wouldn't it be right, but, quite a different composition? Uh, yeah, but but I mean, <clears throat> bonds don't. Sorry, my voice is like <laughs> some something with going out last night. So uh, the the thing with bonds is they're not going to really move that okay. that quickly like that, and that's why like old people go into bonds is because they're it's like the slow and steady wins the race type thing. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, I guess. The upshot of it is I have some research to do, but I need to get out of the fund that I'm currently in. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody listening who doesn't want to geek out as much, maybe Betterment or 
just something real simple. Maybe like I don't know. Maybe if you're my age, I'm thinking the index, the investor shares index fund would probably be a pretty good option to start thinking about. At least for me, I think so. Okay, so I'll look at that. You know, look at the REIT in, in the near future because it looks like it's pretty good. And we talked about that in a previous episode. Um, yeah. So I guess like that's my investments. Um, the one thing we did talk about is like my automation system, which go, go I actually on. think is pretty well optimized. So when I get paid every month, uh, most things are either automated or I have good reminders to like check into it. Um, so when I get paid, my rent is automatically paid. Uh, my electric bill, my gas bill are automatically paid. My mm-hmm. phone bill automatically paid, and uh, the internet bill is automatically paid. So obviously, like with with uh, utilities, we have to split the utilities between the four of us, right? Because you can't split it. You know, our apartment is actually pretty cool. They have individual leases, so everyone pays their own rent individually, which is nice. But when it comes to utilities, one person has to do it. So what I actually did is set up uh, Stripe to have them automatically pay me every month. So they don't have to worry about writing me checks anymore. I don't have to pester them. They just get charged. Hmm. And I pay about $4 for the convenience of it, but it's chump change because taking checks to the bank is such a pain in the butt. So that that whole system's automated. The investment is automated. The only things that are not are my credit card because I just want to stay on top of that and make sure everything is a-okay. I never want to like screw anything up and get a late payment. And then, mm, oh, my simple IRA is not automated. So, which I, I guess I could start doing that automated. I just haven't figured out the ratio between taxable and um, the IRA that and I want to And you contribute to that like whenever you feel like you just have like a surplus or? Yeah, it was kind of like <laughs> the first year I set it up, I immediately just like shoved 10K into it mm. because the, the, uh, the whole idea was I wanted to reduce my taxable income. And then over the last year was the first year I was ever really regularly investing into it. And it was just like 5K in May lump sum after I had taken care of March quarterlies and then like 1K in like September, hmm. which I had intended to do the other 5K. But then I uh, started researching the my retirement goals and realizing I would like to retire 20 years before I'm 60. <laughs> so obviously shoving all the money into an account that I can't touch until I'm 60 is not exactly the smartest idea. So yeah, I'll probably, I might stick with like the 6k in there and then just try to do it's like a good the point you bring thing. up though, because a lot of people ask why, you know, I, I prefer say like an IRA over 401k and I, I also want to get out before I'm 60. And I, I think it's, you know, Look, like, because cause they're like, well, the mad scientist says that you should just really go into all the tax advantage things now and worry about how you escape taxes later. But, um, who, See, who I would like the- to know how he plans on doing that before I, like, bite the bullet. So, and I'm sure he might know, but, uh, maybe I didn't listen close enough, but I don't yet understand how he's going to take advantage of all of that. So, you know, let, let's bring him on. He, he already should. agreed to. Uh, okay. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have him on. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's my finances. A lot of my money goes to DDR, actually. forgot about that. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Are, are there any videos of you playing? Uh, there's a couple. They're kind of old. I've, I've been meaning to take new ones because I'm, I'm a lot better now. But the cool thing is we actually wanted to buy an arcade machine. Like, we're kind of, we were hoping to buy the one that we play at. And... The owner of the 
the owner of like the game distribution place hadn't got back to me. So I just started doing some research and apparently like there's this dude out of Tennessee who like makes really good pads for like 300 bucks a piece. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, maybe I could buy a couple of those, build my own base, build like my own bar for support and just kind of like DIY it. Uh, A lot of people have said like his pads require a lot less maintenance. Um, They're lighter. So, and I mean like Hmm. the thought of having a machine is cool, but it's huge. So (laughs) (laughs) I feel like maybe I would regret it later. In case I ever decide, like, I don't want to live in a big house with friends. Maybe I want to travel, and then I have this giant machine that I got to pay for storage for. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I guess the one thing I need I need to figure out soon is insurance. Because mm. I was on my parents for the longest time. Still pretty young. But getting to the point where I'm going to have to find it for myself. And since I don't have a job, I'm going to be looking for the self-employed. It's probably going to be expensive. Oh, dude. I, I re- Actually, I really want to figure this out. Too, because yeah. that is um, kind of like a blocker for my whole yeah. Yeah, life changing. You, you, know, you eventually want to be running your own thing, but yeah, yeah. The insurance when I was in high school, the big blocker was taxes. Like I, it, it seemed insurmountable, like the complexities. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, just get a job. And now it's like, you know, I'm committed to being my own boss, but the insurance thing is a little bit tough. And I guess like right now, I'm I have a little bit of that misguided hubris. To where I can say, oh, I'm young. I'm not going to get hurt. But <laughs> <laughs> probabilistically, I should probably have insurance. So, yeah. Anyway, I think we probably covered a good amount of it for now. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty solid. Yep. Um, I guess to recap, my automation's good, but need to spend less at the coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> and probably get out of my old man fund. <laughs> so yeah that's it for this episode if you guys have questions about uh your own financial life or our financial lives or whatever puzzles you right now listen money matters at gmail.com is where you can email us to get those questions answered and if you want to subscribe to the show or find other ways to get involved then head on over to listenmoneymatters.com slash get dash involved or leave out the dash if you want we're not picky uh you can subscribe to get the new episodes to wherever you listen monday wednesday and friday and also subscribing helps us climb the charts and beat Susie Orman, who I think we're gunning for right now. <laughs> you know it. We're gunning for everyone. <laughs> uh, and also, if you want to, leave an honest rating and review on iTunes. I'm going to read one real quick. This person says, we are a godsend. Wow, Andrew. Which one of us <laughs> is a godsend? <laughs> uh, I would say neither of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> they're, they're saying we'll that the logo is a godsend. There we go. Yeah, we'll take it. Uh, just discovered this podcast and am obsessively listening to all the past editions to get caught up in informative and entertaining. Couldn't ask for more. And that's from a sailor Four, or, or Salier Four. So thanks for the review. If you want to leave one, we will love you forever. And, uh, if you want to find our favorite money management resources, tools that we use for budgeting, investing, learning more, becoming more productive, what have you. Listen, moneymatters.com slash toolbox is where you'll find that. That's all we've got. So thanks for hanging out and we look forward to the next episode. See you, Andrew. Later, man. Please tell your friends about this show.